big news coming out of Carolina as the Panthers have parted ways with Matt Rule. What does this mean for the NFL and the rest of the coaches around the league? Plus, we look ahead to week six in the NFL. everybody and welcome back to another episode of coaching from the couch uh the boys are back we've got uh myself darren hill here with uh blake hill uh what's up blake nothing much we're back at it got a lot to talk about yes sir lots of lots of good stuff good news out this week um so yes plenty of content to dive into uh and we were just talking before hitting record that uh, we will officially uh announce our instagram page by next podcast so exciting stuff there be on the lookout for that um and uh yeah we will hopefully kind of post some of our our content on there uh, i'm sure we'll uh, do all kinds of fun goofy stuff there so hey we would appreciate the follow the likes and the comments on our posts and uh yeah i mean hit us up on there if if you know if you've got questions comments concerns so exciting exciting new social media platform for y'all heck yeah it'll be it'll be fun we'll post some some good stuff little snippets of snippets of the pod and and uh yeah just some some good information on there so definitely watch out for it it'll be a good time that's right um all right well let's uh let's jump into it i mean kind of the news of the week was the roughing the passer calls that were called on well i guess kind of the first one was grady jarrett uh the Atlanta Falcons defensive tackle uh, tackling Tom Brady and getting flagged for it. And, and then we also, then we got another one on Monday night, uh, Chris Jones sacking Derek Carr, both controversial calls and uh kind of yeah just kind of made the internet explode <laughs> when everyone uh saw those the i'd say the grady jarrett one the atlanta falcons one was a little kind of a bigger deal than the chiefs raiders one just because it was at a very key point in the game uh i believe it was third down so that would have made it fourth down. Uh, Buccaneers probably would have punted and Falcons could have had a chance to, to drive down the field and, and score tie it up. They were only down a, a touchdown, I believe, but instead that he gets flagged for roughing the passer. 
15 yard penalty first down and the, the Buccaneers are able to run out the clock um, where the chiefs Raiders call. I want to say that one was in the second quarter. Yeah. yeah. It was right before half. Yeah. Right before half. Um, that one was more interesting just cause uh, Chris Jones kind of swatted the ball out of Derek Carr's hands and was able to grab it as well. So he, he was kind of like a strip uh, fumble and, but he picked it up, recovered it. So he had the ball in his hand, in his right hand, as he's like tackling Carr at the same time. <laughs> and um, he uses his left hand to brace himself as he's t- tackling Carr. Um, and, they said over the broadcast that, you know, referees are supposed to look for that. If, if the player braces themselves as they're tackling the quarterback, because that's a sign that, you know, they're not trying to just uh, bulldoze these quarterbacks into the ground. And that's what he did. Yet they still threw the flag and it basically erased a turnover there. Uh, you know, that would have been chief's ball, but instead, uh, yeah, 15 yard penalty first down for for Raiders and they continue the drive. So uh yeah, it was yeah, both very bad calls, but you know, kind of middle of the game for the Chiefs Raiders. Chiefs ended up kind of coming out at a halftime with their hair on fire, you know, kind of pissed off and and just kind of took over from there. Uh but uh yeah, something that is not ideal <laughs> if you're yeah, fans of either of these teams. I don't know if you saw either of these, either of these penalties, and what did you think when you saw them? Well, I mean, I don't know the the Tom Brady one. I feel like is, I mean, makes sense because you know it's, you know, most of the time they're going to try and protect the you know the superstars <laughs> like like Tom Brady, but then it comes to Carr and ugh, it's just. The NFL is getting so soft. It's so dumb. Like, yeah. I mean, back in the day, you run back there and these guys would kill these quarterbacks. And now, I mean, even these pictures we're looking at, you can totally see Chris Jones is, is stopping himself, you know? Right. It, it's a fair call when he's, when the, you know, when they're picking up the quarterback and, and driving their weight into the quarterback on the ground. But I mean, that's a, that's a soft call. It's a contact sport. You better just get used to it. I don't care what position you play. You got to go out there and, and expect to get smacked around, but they're it's turning into a this soft little cushiony sport for these quarterbacks that, I mean, the second they get a grass stain on their Jersey, they're these refs are throwing the flag. Yeah. That's, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, they need to, <laughs> I don't know what they need to do, but it needs to be fixed because it's a serious problem because these defensive linemen can't even – I mean, they're they're lucky enough to be getting in the backfield in general, and then they finally get an opportunity to sack them, and they get tacked on a 15-yard penalty for actually doing <laughs> what they're supposed to do. All right, All right. <laughs> the one time that you can get a hold of Brady, and what do they do? They give you a 15-yard penalty. So <laughs> – uh, it needs to be reevaluated and reassessed because, I mean, these these guard guys aren't out for blood. The two t- tackles, the one on Brady and Carr, were not dirty in any way, and the NFL's is just soft. It's gotten soft. Yeah, yeah, very disappointing. Um, and yeah, I mean, they 
that uh, Atlanta Falcons one, yeah, key juncture of the game, you know, really cost them the game. They could they could have a chance to to win it there uh, at the end, or at least tie it up. So, yeah, and yeah, very disappointing when a ref gets a ball like that. I want to say that ref that made that call on Brady has had some controversial calls in the past. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, fans and players, I don't think are very happy with that particular ref. I can't remember his name exactly, but, um, but yeah, I, I think um, Troy Aikman on, on the broadcast last, last night, uh, sorry, I guess we're recording Tuesday, October 11th. And so the Monday night uh, chiefs Raiders game was last night, uh, but Troy Aikman made a point where he, everyone keeps saying how you can't tell if it's, you know, an egregious, play or if someone's trying to hurt a quarterback when they're tackling him but he argued that you can you know it's you can you can tell when when someone absolutely can tell (laughs) yeah when they're when someone tackling the quarterback's just trying to you know hurt him or uh, be a little over the top with it so i think we need to try and you know maybe go towards that, you know, look to see if, oh, he was, you know, purposely trying to to slam the quarterback down or was, you know, shoving him into the ground, you know, so, you know, something like that. Like, it's pretty I mean, obvious. Yeah, look at that, that picture. He's literally just giving him a bear hug and just <laughs> falling on the ground. It's not All right. He's not trying to kill him. It's like he's no. just trying to take him to the ground. That's what all right. the sport's all about. All right. Yeah, and I mean, he kind of uh in the game you know he had spun him around but yeah he spun him around and and you see uh those type of sacks uh that are pretty rough and certainly you can you know call rough in the passer on some of those but on this one it was not very forceful you know it was kind of just a little flip around and and that was it you know brady's head didn't go flopping around or anything like that yeah, he didn't pull a tua with the tarred fingers <laughs> right that's fine <laughs> right he popped right back up uh so yeah yeah kind of very disappointing um i i believe i think i just saw that the nfl is gonna He's going to look at it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it looks like Air Sports Illustrated six hours ago, NFL to discuss controversial roughing the passer penalties. Good. So it looks like, uh, you know, all the uh, commotion got through and um, they'll probably kind of take a look at that. I also think as they, maybe as they should. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart. And I, I also think. um they almost slow it down too much, you know, when they're maybe reviewing some of these things uh, that it may look worse when it's in slow motion than it really does. Uh, You know, if you just play it full speed or maybe even just a little slower, you can, you can tell that, you know, it's not that bad. So uh, yeah, I, I I think uh, there's, there's ways around these issues. And so hopefully they can come up with a, a solid solution for it. What, I mean, what kind of solution can you can you have? I guess just because I mean, you know you you still want to protect the quarterbacks, but yeah, not so much where the the defensive players getting punished so well, much you, as well. You want to protect everybody, but I mean, it's a contact sport. You know, yeah. that's what you. That's what it is. You have to be prepared for that. I don't care what position you are. Right, you're you're, you're gonna get 
beat up. You're going to get thrown around. You're going to get smacked. So it's like you have yeah. to just accept that, you know, that the quarterback is just as important as anybody else on the field. So you can't treat them any more special, you know, it's, man, it is what it is. So let them go out there and play. And, and like you said, I think what Troy said is absolutely right. You can look at a tackle and tell if the defender is trying to hurt you absolutely can tell and it's over excessive or, you know, like I had mentioned, picking the, picking them up and driving the weight down onto them. It's like, you can tell when it's over the top and, right. you know, when all these tackles, the, the Jarrett and the Jones tackle, they're, they're not in any form out to try and hurt them. Nah. You know, they're just trying to get them to the ground. So it's, <laughs> I don't know. The NFL's got to look at it for sure. Just let them play. Quit getting in the games. You guys are ruining games. It's not no fun to watch when the quarterback is just, just this pampered princess sitting back there doing whatever he wants to do. You know, it's just right. let them play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think maybe the change that you might see is uh, they review the, the penalty, you know, so maybe if they initially think it's refing the passer, they throw the penalty but then they say, you know, the last play is under further review or whatever. You know, you, you hear them say that and then have the refs kind of huddle up or, you know, go to the go to the replay booth or whatever and, and take a look at it just to see if it really was kind of, you know, egregious and things. Um, and then they, they have the chance to, you know, overturn that call or whatever, uh, take back the penalty. I, I don't know if like maybe giving the coaches – the chat the the opportunity to challenge, challenge those type of plays is, is the right way to go uh just because you know <laughs> they i don't know it, it might be a little more difficult for the coaches to to step into the shoes of a ref and what the ref saw and what the ref's thinking in that moment uh because you know the refs are trained to look for specific things when calling on uh, when calling penalties and so uh, like I mentioned earlier, if they would have, you know, gone to the replay booth and seen Chris Jones's arm bracing himself, they would have taken that flag back where maybe um, a coach maybe just isn't trained to look at those type of things. Uh, so I think maybe, yeah, just having the refs, uh, you know, have that ability to review something like that and, and, you know, either pick up the flag or even, throw the flag if 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 uh they missed the call or something like that uh i think that might be the best best way to go yeah i think that'd probably be a good good change just give them a, a chance to fix them fix the mistake because i think if they would have had a, a double look at the chris jones and the the patterson um calls i think they would have reversed both of them because they were both they're pretty ridiculous so. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yep, I agree there. Uh, I guess we should, since we're you know kind of talking about the the Monday night game, Chiefs, uh, Chiefs Raiders. I guess we should bring up the viral video that's gone out of Devontae Adams shoving the cameraman. I don't know, did you see that? I didn't. Oh yeah, let me let me see if I can pull that up. But uh, after the game, so uh, the last basically kind of came down to the last play of the game. Uh, Raiders had a chance to really win it. They only needed a field goal to win it. Time was expiring. It was fourth down, and uh, they 
the, the play call had Devonte kind of running up the field and uh but they also had hunter renfro running right by him but i believe hunter was supposed to kind of break off uh and then Devonte was supposed to kind of maybe keep going up the field and uh Devonte gets jammed at the line and so he he doesn't get a clean break off the line of scrimmage kind of gets shoved back inwards towards the uh the middle of the field and kind of throws off the timing of the play <laughs> and what ended up happening is Devonte and Hunter Renfro end up running into each other uh, on the play and, <laughs> and fall down and busted play. And, you know, that's the game. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, throws it to where Devonte was supposed to be. And since he fell down, uh, you know, he's not there. And, and that's, that's it. That was, that was fourth down and chiefs end up winning by one. Uh, and Devonte was very angry, <laughs> um, you know, went to the sideline through his, helmet on the ground and you know Cattell was very pissed after that and as he's walking into the tunnel after the game a cameraman kind of jumps out in front of him uh, you know to get some footage or whatever and Devante shoves him down pushes <laughs> the poor guy goes flying and landed on his back you know with all his gear and Devante just kind of stands there and looks at him and then just <laughs> walks away <laughs> just a very uh savage move there let me see if i can pull it up but um yeah it was <laughs> yeah not cool there by Devonte. um and obviously you know social media got a hold of that and everyone was th throwing a fit he supposedly came out right after uh no one caught it on video but um came out and apologized to the guy <laughs> um but uh uh, yeah, a lot of people are kind of asking, is is it worth a suspension? Let me see if I can pull it up and, and maybe get your take on it. But I mean, what do you think? Just from my description of it, uh, suspension worthy or maybe just like a fine? Uh, what, what do you think? Yeah, throw a fine at him. I don't, I don't think it's worth suspending him. I mean, if he came out and apologized too, then that's that's fine. You know, those camera guys get real annoying anyway so <laughs> but i mean that yeah that just give him a fine is all if, if i mean it's not like i'm sure that the team probably made him come out and apologize but he still did it so as long as the cameraman wasn't hurt or whatever just give him a, a little fine a little slap on the wrist and i'm sure he won't it won't happen again i'm sure and the chain yeah, I don't know. Yeah, let me let me show you. Let's see. Let's see what I, I found the video. Uh, can you hear the sound? And the yeah. Chiefs. Oh, sweet, perfect. Um, so here he is. It's first showing him throwing the his helmet. You know, after the busted play. And so he's very heated. It would want frustration from Adams and whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Can't have that as Adams leaves the field. The frustrations. Jumps a poor kid on his butt. <laughs> on this evening, uh, bubbling well, over. Again. And <laughs> that's not what you want to see. Jeez. Oh, gosh. Yeah, kind of a savage move there. Um, yeah, it didn't take much to get that guy in the ground. <laughs> no, you know, poor scrawny little cameraman. Jeez. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, there's obviously frustration there, and in, in yeah, uh, you know, Las Vegas, and I'd be pissed if I was Adams too. You know, you you leave a team that's consistently successful in Green Bay and <laughs> come over to Vegas, and now you guys are absolute dog crap. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's I wouldn't I wouldn't suspend him at all. I'd just give him give him a fine. You know, like I, like I said, a little slap on the wrist and. You know, Devontae's a pretty straight up dude. You know, we don't hear anything about him being any any problem. He's just pissed off. So yeah, I'd give him a little slap on the wrist, and you know, kind of work from there. I I don't think it'll happen again. Yeah, no, yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe a little fine, and and if it happens again, then maybe suspension worthy. But yeah, like you said, he's he's pretty stand up guy. So I don't think. Uh, the NFL is too worried about him or anything. So yeah, it's um, not like he's Antonio Brown or anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did yeah, you, that was, that was did Antonio. you see what he tweeted out? Uh, he's been tweeting out all kinds of stuff recently. I guess he like I don't tweeted know. out that he's starting a new team. Did you see that? Oh no. What? <laughs> it was, a, it was a joke, but he said he was um, creating a new team and he, it was the Cardinals logo but it had like a a bulbous forehead and <laughs> it was the what the shoot what was the name it was like the retarded cardinals or something <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if i saved it it was terrible though oh, the way that, that, <laughs> i don't know if i can be able to find it it was oh here it is um what's the name The retardinals. <laughs> oh my! Oh my the retardinals, and it, it's uh, the Cardinals logo with a big bulbous forehead. Oh my gosh, that does not surprise me. That man is tweeting out that kind of crap. <laughs> he needs to be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs to chill. Yeah, you saw the video of him exposing himself in the yeah, he's public pool, flashing his dick <laughs> in some lady's face. Yeah. <laughs> Like shoving his butthole in her face. Oh my <laughs> word! What a weirdo, man. That guy is crazy. Yeah. Oh jeez. But yeah, Devonta. He ain't no. Uh, he ain't no. Yeah, he ain't no AB. I wouldn't be worried about Devonta. Uh, so yeah, yeah. A little, little fine and call it good. Dang it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. Crazy, <laughs> crazy, kind of a. Uh, news coming out of uh, week five but that was that was kind of some of the bigger the bigger controversial <laughs> controversial things that happened all right and uh jumping back into some some news from this uh from week five uh another kind of bigger news that we wanted to maybe have our own segment on uh we're calling this from coach to couch. Yeah, I think uh, you kind of, <laughs> from the name, probably can interpret what we're talking about. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, the couch coaches of the NFL's last ranked coach himself, Matt Rule, uh, getting fired from the Carolina Panthers. He is out. Um when was it? I mean, it, 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 I believe it was Monday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right it after, was Monday. Yeah, yesterday. Right after, yeah, right after Sunday games, they, they didn't waste any time 
canning his ass. So get him <laughs> out of there. Uh, and uh, I mean, we predicted it, uh, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, we we said he's the the worst coach in the in the, <laughs> in the NFL that's been been there for at least a year. And I mean, I guess the Cardinals listened to the pod and agreed. So. <laughs> you mean the no, Panthers? I, I Panthers. Sorry, not Cardinals. <laughs> I just mentioned the Cardinals. So that's why I'm thinking about yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, we got Cardinals <laughs> on the mind. <laughs> yeah, they were Cardinals, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the Panthers. I mean, I guess they. They realized just as much as we did <laughs> that uh, old Matt is uh, no good. So yeah. uh, rule is out. Um, and now there's a big question mark there in, uh, in Carolina. Yep. I mean, they'll have the, you know, the usual interim coach. I honestly don't know who it is, but I don't think it really matters because um, <laughs> <laughs> they'll, uh, it's probably a, a tank year uh, after, after, yeah, firing your coach, uh, kind of mid middle of the season, but um, yeah, uh, it was it was really destined to fail there, and I think anyone could really see it coming. We could dive more into that maybe in a minute here. Um, well, I think I think it was either going to be him or you know getting rid of Benjamin Baker, but I mean, I guess they went with I guess they went with Matt. Cause, yeah, because that was the thing coming out was like, is it really Matt or is it the bad quarterback play? And it's like, <laughs> either way, they're both trash. <laughs> I don't think that changes anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the way they they they've they've done it the past years. They had no plan, and you could tell. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get into that a little more. Um, but I guess. Let maybe let maybe let, let's talk about Matt Rule and and his future. He he was very successful in college. That was the reason he got the job uh, for the Panthers. Uh, the owner of the Panthers, uh, I believe David Tepper is his name. He was all fired up after bringing him on. I mean, paid him a ton of money. I believe one of the highest paid coaches when he signed. Uh, you know, so might have got a little carried away there. You know, this was his first kind of big move as the owner of the new owner of the Panthers. So, you know, he might've gotten a little, little carried away there and, and might've, might've made a, a little mistake, but uh, I mean, where does Matt go from here? I mean, does he, do you think he, he stays in the NFL as a maybe an assistant somewhere, or do you think he's destined for the college game? Ah, uh, man, I, th- I think he's probably destined for the college game. He he reminds me a lot of uh, of uh, old Chip Kelly. Um, who's, oh, yeah. He's now there in uh, UCLA, correct? I mean, yeah. He, he reminds success me a lot there of, this year. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Chip where, um, I mean, I just don't really see him anywhere in the NFL. I mean, the Panthers have been awful the entire time he's been there. So I think I think he goes and – and uh, takes a, a head coaching job uh, somewhere there in college. I mean, we had discussed a few places he could go, some legitimate places too, you know, that, yeah. that he could go and and run a pretty good program. I mean, he's obviously proved himself to be successful at, at the college um, level. So I think I think if I was mad, I'd, I'd just go back to college, you know, and, and just get a comfortable job and still make plenty of money and, you know, just – write it out there because at least you'll know you'll be successful where 
the NFL, you, you had your run, Matt. You're done. <laughs> you're not yeah. very, you're not good enough for the uh, the NFL minds that uh, the geniuses that are in the NFL. So right, yeah, it's it's a whole another game, and you know at the at the next level. And uh, I mean, he was given the keys to the organization. Basically, uh, I believe David Tepper said, "Hey, you're the man in charge. You run the show. You know, you do whatever you want to do, and we'll ride with you." Um, and that's a lot, you know, I mean, going from just, you know, some, some programs in college, uh, you know, some semi big programs. So he started out at temple kind of turned that program around there, uh, then got the job at Baylor. Um, so, you know, a step up, uh, had some good success there, kind of turned that program around as well. And then promoted to the Carolina Panthers job. So, um that's yeah a, that was that's a big jump from yeah. uh, baylor university to <laughs> yeah coaching carolina, the, uh, carolina panthers, panthers. <laughs> right and running the show you know being the gm basically bringing in whoever you want and doing whatever you want basically and so that 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 yeah that's a major jump yeah for for a guy that came from you know relatively smaller colleges uh but yeah i agree i think um college might be more his level um and yeah there, there's some big time jobs that are going to be open uh just to name a few that we were talking about uh auburn will probably be open uh we've got georgia tech uh arizona state after herm edwards was canned uh then we've got wisconsin as well uh the head coach there was canned recently so yeah some some big time programs there uh um I mean, which one, if if you were Matt, which one would you be looking at and saying, hey, I hope I, you know, get this job? I would absolutely do the the Arizona State. I think that'd be a, a pretty sweet gig. Okay. Um, I mean, they, they're they pretty, you know, they're not great. They're not going to be making a run at the college football playoffs, but they're, they're a good team. Um, Arizona's a great place to live. I don't know if Matt's got a family, but I would... I would happily take my family to Arizona, camp my anus there, and coach yeah. there for years until he's done. <laughs> Just ride it out, man. Because, right. I mean, I don't know how old he is. He looks like he's pretty uh, old. Yeah, I think he's like 50s maybe, but not, not, yeah. nothing too crazy. But Yeah, I'd, I'd take that Arizona State job and, you know, just make him a legitimate contender and then do, do your thing. That's that's really what I would do. I think that Arizona State job would be a, a good gig for him. You know, they're they're uh, they're a team that is looking desperately now. You know, after Herm, so I think that'd be a pretty pretty good job for him. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I, I think uh, Arizona State would love him as well. Uh, especially, you know, there was a lot of controversy with Herm getting fired. Reports came out that other coaches on the team were uh, like sharing secrets to other teams and doing weird crap like that. They, they did not like him apparently. So I think bringing in Matt, who's, you know, he's had a history of, of turning programs around. Uh, I think that's something they, they want and, and could really use to, to, yeah, change that whole football program around. Program. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But um, if I'm mad, I, I, I'd i be interested in 
probably Auburn, you know, I mean, Auburn, big SEC school, they've had some success, but um, I think that'd be really cool to see him there as well, just as a fan of, of college football, just because, you know, college football is better when uh, Auburn is relevant and, and good, uh, but you're, you're, you know, you're able to get some of that SEC talent um, and compete with some of the bigger programs. And if you could, if you could change them around and, and make them competitive again, that'd be crazy, you know, getting them involved uh, back, back in there with the SEC. So, Oh, you mean, um, uh, you mean uh, program? Yeah. Program. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> the <Auburn> program. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be definitely interesting to see where he, he lands. Um, Cause Cause yeah, I think, I think he's still a, a highly sought after coach. I think he might've just been a little over his head uh, over there in, in the <laughs> yeah. Carolina Panthers kind of getting handed the keys, getting told, Hey, do your thing and and we'll ride it out with you. I think that might've been a little too much, um, but it, it kind of sparks this bigger conversation um, of, I guess, when is it time to move on from your coach? Uh, Matt Rule was there with the Panthers for three years. Got some stats here. Uh, he went 11 and 27 in those three years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is terrible. Yeah. Not very, not very good. Um, so yeah, not, not, not very good record. I'm trying to see here. Um, I've got, I've got his records for the last three years. So 2020, he was five and 11, uh, 2021, he was five and 12. And this year they are one in four. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do do uh, all three years, but I mean, do, do you think it was the right time to move on from, from Matt? I think so for sure. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, gosh, I mean that three years of that, you know, after, after three, I think, I think you should probably see a, a little bit of improvement. And, and like you said, get week after week, it, it really did feel like there was, there was no plan. There was no, you know, after all these years, it, there really was no chase or, or hunt to, to get a quarterback. And that's been a question mark for the entire three years that they've been there. And they didn't, Matt didn't have any hunger to go get one. And so they go and get Baker, who's just as bad as everybody else they've had. So <laughs> it, it, there was no, it just didn't feel like there was, it was going anywhere. So I think, I think it was about time. It was, it was ready to, to happen. And so, yeah, I think it was good timing to, to, get rid of him especially three years of literally the same exact record <laughs> right yeah, yeah. It's, and, it's time <laughs> yeah and yeah no sign of of any improvement whatsoever so um yeah uh and yeah i mean just looking at the quarterbacks you know the past those years as as the coach uh he had teddy bridgewater his first year uh Sam Darnold last year and, and then and then they go and and trade for for Baker this year um I mean the only uh sign of hope or future they had was when they drafted Matt Corral this year 
was that third round uh, quarterback at Old Miss, um, but he ends up. <laughs> he's still not. Yeah, <laughs> he got he got hurt, um, so he's out for the year. But we saw him preseason and just did not look like he was absolutely. He was dog the, crap. Yeah, he did not look did not look good. So, yeah, I mean, just to kind of dive a little deeper into the into the confusion or the lack of plan that they had. Um. Yeah, I mean, what are you doing? Getting a, a new quarterback every year, and and yeah, like you said, I mean, they're about the same tier of quarterbacks. I mean, Teddy B, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. I mean, they're all like okay. They're not like you know, they're not winning you anything. So it's like, what? Why? What, what is the point of of bringing in all these goofy quarterbacks? You know, you're you're destined for you know, like their records, you're destined to just cap out at five, six wins a, a year <laughs> um, yeah. with a, with that type of quarterback play. Yeah, it's, it's true. I, I mean, I'm, I don't know. It, it's rough. I, I don't know if they would have been a little bit more aggressive in the draft, if there was actually a, like a legitimate quarterback that they liked Yeah, I mean, this past draft, it wasn't very many, you know, great options. I mean, obviously you got Pickett who's, who's now starting there and, in Pittsburgh, but I mean, there really weren't any really great, you know, like outstanding quarterbacks like we've, like we've seen in the past years, but I, again, there was just no hunger, no, no drive or, or aggression to even go get a free agent. You know, I don't, were they even in the conversation for like Wilson or any of these guys? I mean, they, they know they've needed a quarterback for years and there's just <laughs> no hunger or, or drive to try and go, fill that void that they've had for ages right I yeah mean, since think, cam uh, newton really since yeah cam's blow out you blow up <laughs> here then you know right yeah i mean there there was uh yeah some rumors of them kind of getting involved yeah with some of the the bigger quarterbacks in the market but uh yeah i mean they're the the team they had just you know isn't as good as as a denver or uh yeah. Or even a Indianapolis Colts. So, uh, I mean, I don't think any quarterback would want to go there. So, I mean, what they really should have done, in my opinion, is keep freaking Teddy B. Uh, you know, he's okay. You would have kept Teddy B? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why trade all these assets? Why even bother with Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield? I mean... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would have even bothered with those two goobers. Uh, give me Teddy B. <laughs> let's ride it out. But I'm tanking, you know, I'm trading all my decent players. DJ Moore. See ya. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, bring in the young guys. I'm stocking up on draft picks. I'm I'm trying to retool this thing. And that, at least you have a plan. And then I'm, you know, scouting for a quarterback that I know is going to be, you know, good. You know, I think we all kind of knew this last draft, there wasn't any, there wasn't like that guy, you know, Kenny yeah. Pickett is is okay and we'll see, but there wasn't like that guy that really popped off the page. Exactly. So, you know, I wait for that year, uh, you know, next year or this, this year's draft would have been perfect. You know, I would have rode out uh, Teddy B up until this year. And, you know, with Teddy B, you're, you're going to stink, which is what you want. <laughs> so you can get high picks. You can kind of retool, uh, develop the line. Uh, but, you know, he's still good enough to 
be somewhat competitive where, you know, the fans aren't just, you know, just so upset, but, you know, at least you've got a plan and then you go into this draft with a crap or, you know, a good pick because you sucked and then you've got your quarterback, but hopefully you've got some nice young pieces around that quarterback to where, okay, we have a future uh, where what they were doing, just trying to plug in the quarterback every, yeah. every year. It's like, uh, what's going on here? And and you're trading away draft capital at the same time to get this quarterback. It's, it's yeah, like, it's, you're, it's you're true. just, yeah, you're wasting, you're wasting your picks. You're wasting your, your talent. So yeah, very, yeah. So yeah, I think they, I think they just botched that whole thing. I, yeah, I think they did too. I mean, like you had mentioned the, the three years that he's been there, He's won enough games to not get a decent draft pick, but hasn't won <laughs> enough games to do anything in the playoffs or in the division. So it's, right. I mean, that's three years of just mediocre. And then dra- your draft pick is again, mediocre. You're sitting there in the middle where you can't get, you can't get a quarterback. You're getting, you know, you're sitting at like 10 to, you know, 10 to 16, and you can't get anybody at 10 to 16. You're not going to get a top tier quarterback at that. No. So, I mean, I don't know. I think that's probably the, the, what they'll do this year is if I was them, just tank the rest of the year, man, just absolutely blow it up and, and go get one of these studs coming out of the, out of the draft. There's plenty of them, you know, with, with all these young guys coming out. Um, yeah. So if I was the, Panthers, man, I would be tanking everything I've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's probably the route they'll go. You know, after you fire your head coach, that's typically what happens. You know, the, yep. the year kind of falls apart, which is honestly might be the best thing for you, just because uh, get you know a very high pick, and that'll be enticing for you know your next head coach. You can maybe you know dangle that in front of them and be like, hey, look, we've got you know the first or second <laughs> overall pick this year. You know, you can pick whoever you want. And build around this guy, you know, hopefully a quarterback and, uh, and, you know, and you've got your guy and you can build around this guy. Um, and, you know, I think the, uh, the, the, the lions, the Detroit lions are, are just killing this, this method right now. They've got Jared Goff, who's okay, you know, good enough to develop the players around him, but isn't good enough to, to, you know, win you too many games where you're out of <laughs> picking a high pick in the draft. Uh, you know, their offense is one of the best in the league right now. Uh, and that's because they, they, they drafted and they've picked up some very good players. You know, they've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a star. Uh, they've got Deandre Swift, uh, you know, young running back. Who's very good. They've Hawkinson. built in. Oh yeah. TJ Hawkinson is, is really good as well. Uh, they drafted, uh, Jamison Williams, this draft, who's hurt, but they don't care. Yeah, he's going to be real good. (laughs) Yeah, he's going to be great, and they don't need to win games right now because they're probably looking to to pick up the quarterback in this year's draft, and as soon as he comes in, uh, you know, he's got talent. They've got a very good offensive line, uh, and now they just need to focus up on that defensive defensive side, and they're going to be – you know, they're, they're looking real good and they have a yeah. promising future. The whole team is already developed where right. these teams right. start with the quarterback and get the guy killed and then they try <laughs> and build from there. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like what the Lions are doing and they've got a future, you know, not the Lions fans. They're still showing up. They're supporting because they know, 
oh, we're supposed to suck. <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> that's, that's the plan. You know, we're going to suck these first couple years so we can build our talent and build up our team a little bit. But uh, you're seeing progress. You know, the offense is one of the best in the league right now. And that's progress. You know, they, they're, they're doing that's good. That's Jared Goff. Right. I mean, wait till they actually get a, a decent quarterback who can, you know, do some things. And, and then once you get that defense built up a little bit, yeah, I mean, I think uh, you're, you're set. So, uh, yeah, I think more teams need to be looking at that. I, uh, it, yeah, it's very, yeah, very, just very weird the way uh, Matt, Matt Rule kind of decided to run things there. Um and I think another thing that maybe is has been throwing fuel to the fire, especially this year, is you're seeing the the success of these first year head coaches at some of these other uh, destinations. Um, you've got uh, let's see, Brian Dable with the Giants. They are four and one now. Uh, first year head coach. Everyone thought they were going to suck. Uh, <laughs> you know, including our, us, our, ourselves <laughs> included. And yeah, I mean. They're four and one. Just beat the Packers over there in London. You know this on Sunday. Uh, you've got um, McDaniel's uh, with the Dolphins. Everyone's written Tua off already. Uh, he shows up and Tua's slinging the ball all over the field. Um, you know the Eagles. Uh, no one really believed in um, Jalen Hurts. Everyone thought uh, he, you know, he couldn't be the guy. Uh, Nick Sirianni shows up there. And I mean, they're, they're undefeated. They're the last undefeated team in the league right now. Uh, so I think seeing some of these other teams bring in a coach and have immediate success, I think maybe <laughs> is starting to maybe open some eyes for some of these other organizations is, is, do you think that is uh, a worthy way of looking at things, I guess, or, I mean, do you look at those teams that I mentioned and think, uh, you know, they're a little different um, or, do, or do you think uh, if you get the right guy, he can come in and just start winning like uh, Brian Dable, you know, McDaniels and Sirianni have done. Yeah. All these guys. Uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a little bit hard. You know, we, we see all these, I mean, we had talked about all these young head coaches. I mean, the, they're really taking over the league, you know, these, these young punk guys, you know, you've got your, your Sean McVeigh's and all these, these young punks that are just in there tearing it up. Cause they've got, they're coming in with all these fresh ideas, which um, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard to kind of judge it off of the, just that first year. Um, but you know, when they've, they're coming in with these fresh ideas and have all these, these new shiny toys that, that, um, are just you know they know how to plug them in so it's it's hard to kind of base it off of that i think it's more like year two or three and if they're still you know still around and and competitive i think that's that's a good indicator where you know after three years and there's zero improvement with matt like it it's just a an understandable thing that's like all right it's 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 time to move on you know you've had your your three years to try and build something here and, and you have obviously haven't changed anything <laughs> including yeah. the record so it's, 
I I don't know. It, it's hard. All these these young young guys with all these new teams are are obviously tearing it up. And I mean, it's hard as the Carolina Panthers organization. I'm sure they're looking at it and are like, man, you know, that should be us right now. <laughs> right. Right. No. Yeah. It is. It is hard. It's, it's hard to really. Yeah. No. If if it's the right time or not. Um. And yeah, looking at some of these other successful coaches right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, these teams are just finding ways to win. You know, I don't think the giants have better talent than say, you know, even the Panthers, to be honest. Exactly. I mean, everyone thought Daniel Jones sucked, you know, he he does suck to be honest. I mean, I don't think he's a, you know, a Super Bowl (laughs) caliber quarterback. He's no superstar. No, I mean, but they're still winning with them. It's like, uh, it doesn't make sense, you know, but I, they're just finding a way to win, you know, uh, Brian Dable just, you know, they, they just get the job done. Uh, you know, Saquon's career has been revitalized, uh, you know, and I, I can't even name three receivers on the giants who are, who get consistent playing time. You know, you've got Galladay, but he, he, he was benched trash. last week. I don't think he even played last week. So absolute trash. Yeah. Garbage. He's, he's going to be gone. Uh, even Kadarius Tony, I believe. I don't even think he played. It sounds like he might just be out the door as well. Um, uh, Sterling Shepard uh, towards ACL. Towards ACL. <laughs> He's out. Uh, so it's like, who is he even throwing the ball to right now? It, it, yet they still are winning. You know, they beat the Packers. He's throwing it to one. Saquon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's unbelievable. So these you know, they're finding a way to win. Yeah. You look at the, uh, you know, the freaking Cowboys, uh, Dak goes down. They've got Cooper Rush. I mean, I don't even know who Cooper Rush is, but he's <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> he's undefeated. He's four and oh, right now as the quarterback. They're finding a way to win. Uh, yeah. Uh, even the, you know, the Dolphins, you know, they've, they've had a lot of injuries, you know, uh, with the concussions and stuff, but they're still competitive. I mean, they threw some rando out there uh, this last week against the jets and, you know, he, he made it, he made it work. Um, you know, the freaking Patriots, uh, Mac Jones was, is, is out. Uh, Bailey Zappi's out there. Rookie uh, was a late, late round rookie. And they shut out the, you know, the number one offense in the league and the lions shut them out and, and Zappy's throwing it all over the field. You know, they're finding a way to win. It's like, what on earth? Uh, so, I mean, does it, I don't know. I think, I think maybe teams need to start thinking, does it really need to be this long for us to know if we've got the right guy at, yeah. as coach or not? Yeah. Cause um you know, if he's not winning games and he's not finding a way to win games, you know, I think that's a red flag and, and it's probably just going to be the same <laughs> year after year. Um, so I guess that maybe leads to the next question. Um, who, who's next? Uh, you know, the first firing has, has come there's surely going to be another one at some point uh who knows if it's soon or if it's you know not till the end of the year but uh, end of the season i should say but um i mean who who do you think is is next on on the hot seat so to speak and who should we be you know looking at to to maybe be let go 
Uh, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, it's it's still pretty early, but I think um, I think probably the next um, for I mean, at least my opinion, I think I think it's probably going to be uh, Ron in in uh, Washington. Oh yeah, I think he, he's definitely on the on the the chop chopping board. So I think it'll be kind of tough to to see what he you know continues to do. Um, it's it's just not looking good in Washington. There's there's no improvement. I mean, they go and get Carson, and you know all this. It's just awful. Like in a in a division that they were supposed to be competitive in, they they have clearly separated themselves in the worst way possible. So <laughs> just yep. zero improvement. Um, and you know, Ron's been there for what, four, four years now, three, four. Uh, I believe this is year three. This is year three. Yeah. And, uh, yep. Just as, just as bad as old Matt here. So <laughs> I think, uh, I think, uh, I'm going with Ron. I think Ron Rivera there in Washington is, is definitely on the, the chopping block next yeah yeah he's definitely one to be on the lookout um i guess another one i should mention is um frank reich as well indianapolis colts yeah he's been there a minute and uh yeah they look worse than ever so (laughs) um yeah i don't think the future is very bright with uh frank now it is still early but I mean, just what we've seen so far, I just don't see a way that either of those guys and their teams make that big of improvements where it's worth maybe, you know, saving their jobs, if we're being honest. Um, What about uh, McDaniels there in uh, L.A.? How long do you think they give him if he can do this crap? Or Vegas? Yeah, in Vegas, sorry. Um, well, I mean, the first year coach, um, he was supposed to be this genius though. Yeah. And he was a coach before he was in at new England. He was the coach of the Broncos. I don't know if we've mentioned that and he struggled there, um, ended up getting fired left and became the offensive coordinator there for the, the Patriots. Um, but I think I think he he needs a little more time. Uh, he he he's dealing with Gruden's crappy roster that Gruden <laughs> kind of set up, you know. So I think he might. I think he deserves at least another year or two to kind of bring in his own guys, draft his own players. Um, Got so much talent though, and he can't even win a game. <laughs> he can't win nothing. <laughs> well, uh, so they're they're one and four as well. But all four of their losses now are uh, were one point losses. All of them, I believe so. Um, I that's they, terrible. They, they said that stat. Yeah, let me, let me let's double check. But they said that stat in the game uh, last night because they they ended up going for two, so they scored a touchdown, went for two to take the lead. They missed, and so that's why they end up losing by one. Because they didn't get the um, they they didn't get the two pointer. If they would have just kicked the extra point, it would have been a tie game, and probably would have just gone to overtime. Um, 
but but because that was what the final score was they ended up losing by one um so for sure they lost by one uh yesterday I, but i want to say they said on the broadcast last night that yeah every every single one of their losses is by one point but let's pull up their let's pull up their schedule and look for sure um just just to, for accuracy here um oh no it's not even close no, I guess maybe one possession. Maybe that's what they said. Yeah, was, was it was one like one possession. Yeah, so they're not. It's not like they're getting blown out or anything. Um, but but uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. They 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 they've got a lot of talent. You know, uh, I think that offensive line still needs some help. Um, just because Gruden really botched that thing uh, when he was there, Ugh. even defensive line i mean they played really well last night but but yeah they, they played well last night so i think things are, are gonna start clicking he's kind of getting his groove uh jacobs was ran all over him so i think uh mcdaniels is starting to kind of uh get accustomed to his to his roster a little more and is yeah. finding ways to use him a little more looks like they've got some uh, the rest of their schedule i mean it's not easy in any sense but they've got some favorable matchups you know Houston, Indy, and you know yeah they might be able to rack off let's see one two three four five six wins in a row (laughs) six straight yeah i mean they really could i mean yeah the the only one maybe i'd be concerned about is jacksonville Jacksonville or maybe yeah yeah seattle's been playing a lot better but i wouldn't be worried about new orleans they're right yeah, I mean they they're, they're tough, you know they're tough, and it's at New Orleans. Oh, um, yeah. You know you got the you know the dome, but but yeah, I mean yeah, Houston. So they've got a bye week, which is probably coming at a very good time. You know, rest. You know, get a little, you know, relaxed, focus up for the the long stretch here. But yeah, Houston. I don't think they should have any issues there. Like you said, New Orleans. That might be a tough game, but. They've got the talent. They should be able to win that game. Jacksonville's been playing a lot better, road game. Um, but even Jacksonville's kind of slipped up here and there. Uh, and again, you, you should have more talent. Uh, Indianapolis is in shambles, like we've mentioned. That's a home game. I mean, I bet they win that game. They should They should win that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've already beat Denver. Uh, <laughs> Denver's in shambles. Uh, so, I mean, no reason they couldn't beat them again. And then they've got Seattle, like we said. Seattle's been playing better, but uh, how long? Maybe it's just some magic pixie dust here for Seattle, and they they start kind of finding themselves in a little rut. Exactly. Um, and then they've got kind of some tougher matchups here with the Chargers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, Niners, Chiefs. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think – McDaniel deserves kind of a little more time. Let him draft some guys, let him kind of develop a little more. One thing that does concern me a little bit is um, uh, Waller. Waller has, hasn't been as productive as he was, you know, previous years, which Waller is one of your best playmakers. So, yeah. I mean, they, they need to get him the ball. I don't know why they're having issues with that, but I mean, they do have Devonte. Devonte has been killing it still. Um, <laughs> I should mention that. Did you, did you say you watched the game last night? No, I didn't get to watch it. Okay, there was one by oh, it was awesome. Uh, I believe it was the touchdown that that could have tied it, but they ended up going for two and, and didn't get it. But um, 
uh, it was basically a go route and Devontae's basically double covered. He's got one guy on his left and then one guy that's a little behind him, but to his right. And he's just running between them uh, before Derek even like looks his or releases the ball. Devontae immediately throws up his hand like uh, Randy Moss does. If you, if you remember seeing Randy do oh, that, yeah. times, uh, 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 just throws up his hand, not even looking back, just saying, Hey, throw it up. Uh, I'm open, but he's, he's got two guys on him. But... <laughs> Derek throws it up at him and just perfect over the shoulder catch in the end zone touchdown. I was like, Oh my gosh, that was nice. <laughs> oh, but yeah, that was sexy. So um, well, yeah, that doesn't tell you, play. If that doesn't tell you I'm the best ride receiver in the league. I don't uh, know <laughs> yeah. He was nuts. So he, he, just, he called a shot. Like, <laughs> yeah. Called <laughs> a shot before he even let go of the ball. So it was, it was sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's signs of progress for for the uh, the Raiders here. I think you got to let it play out at, at least another year or so. Um, but but yeah, he's kind of the odd man out. You know, all these other new coaches are are having success. Uh, I mean, Texans. I think we all kind of knew Texans. They're kind of rebuilding. You know, they're kind of doing that thing that we said with the with the Lions. You know, they're yeah. kind of tanking everyone knows it they've got a young quarterback they're gonna play out and see how he does see if he develops into anything while they're kind of building up the rest of the 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 team and then you know by the time they're ready for a quarterback hopefully everyone else is is kind of developed and they've they've got a team that they can just drop the quarterback in and and they might be able to do something um but even them you know they're, they're competitive you know they're they're feisty and they're they're making some things happen um but but yeah i think um obviously we, we we pay a lot of attention to the the commanders that's our team uh but doing research um i think there's a lot of similarities between matt rule and the panthers and ron rivera and the commanders so they they both got hired at the same time um 2020 was their first year. Uh, so Matt Rule, we already established his record stayed the same his first two years. Ron Rivera's record also stayed the same. Uh, 2020, seven and nine. 2021, seven and 10. And this year, one and four, just like the Panthers. Uh, so not good. Another similarity, um, both given the keys to run the show. Uh, Ron Rivera was told, Hey, he's the man in charge. He's the GM. He's the coach. He, you know, he, he has the final say in everything. Matt rule, same deal. They kind of both run in the show, uh, both doing, you know, doing their thing. There's no excuses. They're, they're, the, they're the man in charge. Um, they've both started three different quarterbacks each year. Uh, we've already been through Matt rules. Ron Rivera started uh, Dwayne Haskins, I guess, in 2020. Eventually went to Alex Smith. 2021 started Ryan Fitzpatrick. He got hurt. Then went to Taylor Heineke. Now we got this year. We've got Carson Wentz. Uh, We've already kind of went over what that means. Kind of a sign that they don't really know what they're doing or don't really have a plan of what, what what the future holds. Uh, let's see. I, I mean, I, I kind of dove into it a little bit just because it got me all fired up. Um, 
<laughs> he's, he's getting lit. He's getting uh, lit. He got me all fired up. That the old Maddie rule gets canned, and I, I, you know, to be honest, I think it's time. I think Ron needs to go. Uh, his team's yep. has gotten worse. If we're being honest, there's a lot of talent, but we had even more talent if Ron and and the the whole team just pulled their head out of their butts. If, if we're being honest, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's dive into it. I, I, I got I got some notes. We can't let this work go to waste here. So uh, indulge us a little bit. This is a little rant session uh, for the listeners, but you know I I think it's a good point when you're looking at teams and how they're built and how they're progressing you know i think these are good tips and pointers that you can learn from if you know if we're being honest so uh 2020 um that's ron's first year he comes in he signs kevin pierre lewis if you remember him from chicago brings him in as a free agent at, at linebacker we sign ronald darby from the the philadelphia eagles at cornerback uh, and, but basically the rest of the roster is kind of leftovers from uh, Jay Gruden uh, when, when he was the coach the, the year prior. Uh, so kind of has leftovers is, is, is a good way to put it. Um, he, one of his bigger free agent signings is Kendall Fuller comes from the chiefs at, at corner kind of gives him some money. Uh, and then we had Kyle Smith as kind of our general manager. He was kind of like, yeah, kind of like the general manager, I guess you could say. He's kind of like our scout guy, did all the, was kind of in charge of the personnel um, signings and things, uh, scouting players coming out of the draft, scouting free agents and things like that. Um, and, you know, he was kind of the media, the fans, they really liked this guy, Kyle. Uh, they thought he was pretty smart guy, young, and seemed to know what he was doing, you know, brought in some pretty good players for us. So, you know, everyone was kind of like, hey, let's keep him around and bring Ron in. And and but we were kind of hoping Ron would keep Kyle around as well to kind of help him through, you know, bringing in talent and things. So he does. Ron kind of keeps him throughout the the off season leading into the 2020 season. So he was there uh, during the draft and everything and and uh, free agency whatnot. But then uh, Ron Rivera ends up firing him or lets him go after the off season. Uh, so Kyle Smith leaves. He he ends up going to to uh, Atlanta. He's I don't know if he's still with Atlanta, but probably. So we lose a young star at gm and and then ron what he ends up doing is brings in his guys brings in two guys he knows well from when he was at carolina from carolina of course <laughs> yeah one one from carolina the other from detroit uh but neither have shown any success at all in their in their careers they're kind of older guys you know they've been around a little bit um Similar to what Matt Rule did in Carolina uh, when he was there, he fired his GM in the middle of the season as well. Uh, and that's why we got him. Uh, he came from Carolina after Matt Rule fired him. Same year that Ron fired our GM. So they both fired their GMs at the same time. Um, 
Okay, we go. So we finished seven and nine. We're like, okay, all right. You know, that's progress. We ended up winning the division because the division was so bad. <laughs> Won the division with a losing record, which was crazy. But we just get destroyed by the Bucks, who ended up winning the Super Bowl that year. So whatever. But we're feeling good. We our defense uh, that that year our defense was one of the best de- defenses in the league. Offensively, uh, you know, it was a struggle, but we had potential because we had uh, Alex Smith was running the show, but we still had Terry McLaurin and um, you know, our offensive line was, was did well, you know, they held up. Uh, We still had Antonio Gibson at running back. So we go into 2021 and they decide not to re-sign Kevin Pierre Lewis, our linebacker. They do not re-sign Ronald Darby, our cornerback. And instead, they sign William Jackson III from the Cincinnati Bengals. And he becomes our second biggest contract on the team. Currently, he's our second biggest contract on the team. And uh, let's see. They do not sign Eric Flowers. They brought Eric Flowers. Oh, no, no. Sorry. That year, they bring Eric Flowers back. We had Eric Flowers in 2019. Let him go. He goes to Miami, struggles. Miami basically gives him to us for free. And, and then we also signed DeAndre Carter. He was our punt and kickoff returner. And we did not sign Morgan Moses. If you remember Morgan Moses at right tackle, we didn't sign him. Let him walk. Um, at the end of 2021, the biggest issue that we had was linebacker. And our solution was we were we we uh that we drafted Jamin Davis, first round linebacker from Kentucky. He struggled, first round rookie, you know, he's gonna struggle. Uh, but what did you not do that maybe could have helped? You didn't bring back Kevin Pierre Lewis, who played well for us last uh 2021. He did pretty well, you know, he, he wasn't bad or anything. And also what happens, our big free agent signing, William Jackson the third, struggles big time. The big thing coming in to that year was he is more of a man-to-man corner, but Jack Del Rio, commander's defensive coordinator, what he plays more often is zone coverage, and he does not play a lot of zone, and that is what ended up happening. He struggled. It continues to struggle. He's still on the team. Basically got benched last game. I don't know if you saw that. He, he got benched uh, pretty much. That, that's what it sounds like, so one of your top free agent signings benched because he sucks. Um, So DeAndre Carter, he kills it for punt and kickoff returns. So we're like, okay, okay. You know, we did well there. Uh, But you didn't bring back Ronald Darby, who killed it for us in 2020. You know, he played really well for us with um, Kendall Fuller. Was Uh, basically our best corner. Yeah, I mean, he he played great. You know, Uh, I remember QBs kept challenging him, kept throwing the ball his way. And, you know, he performed. I thought he played well. But they chose not to bring him back. Instead, they bring in, you know, William Jackson thinking he's going to be an upgrade. And instead, he's not. Uh, He sucks and he gets benched. And, you know, we're struggling at corner now. Uh, then you fast forwarded this year. We don't sign Eric Flowers. We bring him back just to not sign him again. We let him walk. Uh, we don't sign Brandon Sheriff. Uh, but it's hard to blame him for that. Brandon didn't really want to come here anymore anyway. But 
And then you bring in Andrew Norwell and Trey Turner, two guys who Ron Rivera has played with, two old farts. Uh, but Ron Rivera likes them because he's coached them before. And he, you know, they were good when he was their coach, but they're not good anymore. They suck. Um, does not sign DeAndre Carter. Let's DeAndre Carter basically walk for free. He was really good kickoff returner, one of the best in the league, I think, last year for us. And then, and then, and again, we we continue to have struggles at corner with William Jackson the third. Again, he gets benched like last week. So I mean, just looking at that history. Sorry, that was a lot. That was I was kind of rambling there, but it's it's almost like one step one step forward, two steps back, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. There's no plan. There's no structure whatsoever. Just like mad rule. It's just kind of chaos. It's like, what's going on here? Uh, you know, our biggest issues were linebacker. Well, what, what could have you done to help prevent that? Uh, you could have re-signed KPL who, you know, wouldn't have been that expensive. He's cheap. I don't even, you know, he's, he's a cheap player. And, you know, you would have had a lot of good depth there. We had the number one or one of the top defenses in the league, 2020. And now we're like one of the worst. We really struggled last year. <laughs> Why? Why? How? How is that possible? But looking at the moves they've made, it's because you're, you're not bringing back the key players. You know, you keep shuffling people in and out thinking everything's going to be fine. It's like, no, what, what are you doing? And why on earth are we letting Eric Flowers go? I mean, you knew Brandon Sheriff was going to leave. I mean, it was pretty obvious. I think we all kind of knew that. Okay. We probably should focus on bringing back Eric Flowers so we don't lose two of our interior offensive linemen in one year. You know, that's a big, uh, big deal. And But they don't. They just let Eric Flowers just kind of walk. Uh, I don't think he would have been that expensive. Just bring him back. He's decent. He's good. He's played good for us. Uh, but instead, you bring in two old farts. Uh, Andrew Norwell is, is probably going to get benched. He's our left guard. He sucked last year. I'll show you. I, I'll pull up. I'll pull up some plays. There was a drive. He had the first play. Uh, it was like first down. I want to say it was a sack. Second down, uh, it was a penalty on Norwell. So it was second down again, sack. Third down, <laughs> another penalty in one drive. The, <laughs> he just killed the drive by himself. It was all on him. I'll show it. I'll pull it up. Um, what, what could have you done to prevent that from happening? Bringing back Eric Flowers. We had one of the best offensive lines last year. And they just assumed it would still be one of the best offensive lines, even though you've just completely destroyed it. You've, you've changed everything. And now it's one of our worst positions right now. It's the reason why we suck. Uh, Cause Carson Wentz has no time to throw the ball. Uh, they're not getting any push or running backs have no lanes to run. Uh, it makes no sense. It's like, well, what are you doing? Um, and again, we had, Two of the best corners probably in the league. Our corners played great for us in 2020. And they just let Ronald Darby walk for, you know, cheap. And thinking that uh, they're going to bring in a corner who's never played in our scheme before. Thinking, oh, yeah, he'll come in. He'll plug right in. He'll be great for us. And no, he sucks because he can't play zone coverage. He, he sucks at it. He's a man-to-man corner. So why are you trying to fit him into a scheme that, uh, you know, he, he just doesn't know how to play? So uh, just complete 
chaos, incompetence, just lack of understanding uh, from Ron Rivera. He's the man in charge. He's the guy that controls all these moves and what's what's going on and what happens. Um, uh, and DeAndre Carter, he was great for us last year. Played some receiver for us too because we were so beat up at receiver. And he he was great for us. Caught a couple touchdowns. Was quick, you know, good slot corner. And he was averaging like, you know, 20 yards a, a return on kickoff and, and punt returns. But what are they? They just wa- let him walk for nothing. Now we have Dax Milne, who runs like a 5'4", 540, uh, <laughs> you know, slow as slow as can be, uh, does not know what he's doing out there. He's like never returned kicks in his life. He returned like one or two for BYU in college. Uh, but wasn't good at it. So they didn't let him do that anymore. But for whatever reason, Ron's like, oh, yeah, he's great. Throw him out there. When you you had a really good, uh, really good kick returner in Andre Carter, who you could have re-signed for cheap. And they didn't. They just let him walk thinking that was fine. And now special teams is like one of our worst positions right now. Uh, uh, it makes no sense. Again, one step forward, like two steps back. It's like two or three steps back. And that's why you you continue to win the same amount of games every year. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they win seven, six, seven games again this year. I mean, there's no plan. There's no structure. It just makes no sense what they're doing. So, yeah. Oh, and another thing that I think kind of goes into it is is how these coaches are managing the game. You know, with timeouts and challenges. Uh, we kind of talked about it before uh, before we recorded. Uh, there's at least one or two instances every Commanders game where I scratch my head wondering why is Ron not calling a timeout or why is Ron challenging that play or why is he calling a timeout? Uh, this last week, uh, there was a catch. Well, it was called incomplete on the field. And I, you know, they were showing the replay and it, looked incomplete to me and even the announcer said oh yeah that does not look to be complete uh, but ron rivera challenges it anyway i mean if i was in the booth i would have said what are you doing don't challenge that you're going to lose your timeout that was not a catch move on to the next play but he challenges it anyway loses his timeout which would have been crucial for us at the end of the game uh because we were in such a rush to to score uh you know and we, we had no timeouts left because he burnt it with his crappy challenge uh and you know was it last was it last game or two weeks ago i can't remember which game it was but uh, you know carson Wentz and the offense is kind of lackadaisically walking down the field um with time running when they need to score it's like what, what are you doing you know it's a it's like a one one score game if they rush and they hurry you know get get set get moving they could probably march down the field and score, but instead they take their sweet time, you know, no rush, whatever. And they end up running out of time and, and, you know, there's not enough time to to make things happen. Um, So there's things like that, that just consistently happen. And it's just like, what are you doing? Um, There's another tweet that I'll show you. Uh, It was in this game. It was the third quarter. There was like 10 minutes left in the third quarter. It's like fourth and four at like the Carolina 45 or something like that. And Ron Rivera punts it. Um, The exact same scenario, basically fourth and four, uh, you know, it's like seven minutes now in the, in the third quarter, they're a little closer 
to the Carolina. They're maybe at like, not very much closer, but you know, a little closer. And this time he goes for it. It's like, Oh, why didn't you go for it the last time? Like what, what, where are you making these decisions from? You know, it's just, it's kind of out of nowhere just by the, whatever he's feeling like, you know, most coaches, they kind of have a process, you know, like, Oh, Hey, if, it, if we're in this scenario or this situation, we're going to go for it on fourth down, you know, and they're consistent. He's not, he just does whatever he feels like. It. And it's, uh, that's just lack of structure, lack of understanding uh, makes no sense. Um, you know, and I think that's a red flag when, when looking at coaches and, and the way their teams are run, you know, do they just kind of sporadically do random crap and, and just don't know what they're doing? You know, I looked at um, the game last night. Um, that's another reason why I maybe have a little more confidence in um, Mike McDaniels with the Ra- Raiders. Um, you know, he 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 was in control. He he was very aware of the clock. Um, you know, when uh, they were trying to get as many plays in as they could before the two minute warning because they knew they had to score. You know, they're playing the Chiefs, one of the best offenses in the league. You know, and they were quick. They were tempo. You know, they had two plays called. So by the time the first play was over, they could run up to the next line, run the next play. And, you know, he he, he knew what he was doing. Uh, but I just do not see that with Ron. He, he just he has no idea what's going on, it seems like. Um, but but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So there, there's a whole lot of crap there. But that's that's a long way of saying I you know I think I I just think we know where this route is headed with uh, Ron Rivera. Just looking at everything, all the signs. I mean, he'll probably go on a pretty decent run here, win a few games, get everyone feeling okay. But he'll probably just finish seven, eight wins again, just like he did the last two years, and. Uh, what for? Why? What's the point? Uh, I, uh, there's there's no future. There's no, you know, there's no plan. Uh, so I, you know, I think I think just, may, you know, I, I doubt he gets fired. Uh, you know, right now or in the middle of the year. I mean, I'm sure they'll let him play out the rest of the year. But I, you know, I think it, it's probably time. He he needs to go and uh, get someone else in here who you know has a plan, who has a design, preferably someone who's in collaboration with a really good GM as well so they can work together, come up with this plan to get a decent quarterback. You know, I don't think Carson's going to be, is the future here. Get someone, a young guy who you can build, develop. I mean, there's so much talent on this team, but we still suck. You know, we've got way more talent than the freaking New York Giants. If they're four and one, we've only won one game. That makes no sense. Uh, but that's again, that's a sign of just a lack of coaching. A, a coach who just does not know what he's doing or does not understand how to use the talent that he has. Um, sorry, that was a lot. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I, I was. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I'm over here sweating. Uh, I've, I've got notes. I've got a you know. A, four page notes over here i'm reading from you know yeah i'm ready to go (laughs) i'm gonna gonna pull up those tweets i was telling you about but yeah go ahead i don't think there's anything else that needs to be said i think you (laughs) i think you nailed it it's it is it's it's bad there's just there's no rhyme or reason that play was ridiculous 
ridiculous yeah, right there. Th- this was absolutely ridiculous. That, Norwell, okay, that's standing up straight there. up, yeah, trying hands to down. What? <laughs> he looks like an absolute idiot. That's yeah. like blowing over a domino oh. on the table. Yeah, like he's never played offensive lineman before in his life. Like, what are you doing, bro? I could have blocked better than that. <laughs> like, come on. Oh he is an absolute. I uh, it's yeah. so bad. I don't. I don't know. It's it. There's there's just no hope with with all <laughs> these other teams that are awful. Like you take take the Lions or the the Jaguars for mm-hmm. for example. The past two years, I mean, we had talked about it. The the Lions fans show up and are cheering. They're still cheering and they're mm-hmm. proud of they're proud of the logo on their chest. Mm-hmm. We can't. We can't even do that because <laughs> the Lions no. know that they're in that building process. Us fan, we don't even know where we're at. We yeah. don't know What's if we're going in on? the rebuild process or if we're <laughs> if we're at the peak of our existence. All right. All right. We, have, we have no idea because they're just. It's like an absolute crapshoot. Yeah. He he's got his head so far up his butt he doesn't even know what he's doing. So <laughs> yep. I mean, I don't know. I've I've honestly been surprised that they've let him do, you know, be this way this long. But because, yeah. like you said, we have the talent. We have so much more talent than and a lot of these teams in right. the league. I mean, our right. our defensive line is coming to a close, guys. We can't keep these guys forever. I mean, Duran right. Payne's already up this after this year. What the heck are we gonna do with him? You know, we're, we're keeping him. We're letting him go. Man. We're just wasting years of these guys' talent, you know, of of Chase and you know all, all these all these guys that we're paying all this money for to to try and make a run for it, and it's just it's all going down the toilet because you know it, nothing nothing's getting getting done. You know, there's no there's no guidance, no structure. It's it's just kind of whatever, man. Like. Yeah. Let's see if we can go out there and get a win. It's like, <laughs> no. Where's yeah. where's the where's the game plans? There's been multiple games this year that we should have won. Mm-hmm. Multiple yep. already. And or, uh, I think a competent coach would have won because he would have known what was going to happen and what what was coming. Oh, he absolutely. seemed su- surprised at what was coming. Like I could have told him what was going to come. Like like the Lions game. Like I was saying, they blitz a ton, and Carson Wentz gets blitzed a ton. They're they're gonna blitz a ton. So uh, Ron, hey, beware! They're gonna blitz, and it, they seem totally caught off guard. They got sucked like twenty times that game. Like, did yeah, you not see this coming? Like, I knew that was like, coming. It's like there's no homework that gets done, no extra hours. It's just like they go into each week with the same game plan that it's not mm-hmm. gonna work. You know, <laughs> you, you don't see, you don't see any different game plan within the week. You know, like. When you're preparing for a specific team, that entire week you're preparing to play that specific team. You're going to change your schemes. You're going to do this and that with your offense. Like you said, with with the Lions blitzing, you should know screens. Let's run some freaking screens. Did we see any screens that game? No. We just get wrecked. Carson gets (laughs) sacked a billion times. Right. There's there's no homework. There's no extra extra hours. It's they just they're a mess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's joking. I think that yeah, those are all signs that the coaching is not up to par. So, yeah. and like I said, these other teams that have no talent or less talent than we do continue to find a way to win. They don't care if 
you know, so-and-so gets this many targets or so-and-so gets this many runs, you know, they don't care. As long as they win, that's all that matters. And they find a way to do it. Look at, uh, again, Brian Dable, Daniel Jones, who sucks, who has no receivers, you know, nothing. They have no talent on that team. It's, it's crazy, yet they're still winning. They're beating Aaron Rodgers. It's like, why can't we do that? He's doing that. What's taking us it's, so long? It's true. We, there's no absolutely zero reason why we shouldn't be winning games and not only winning games, but winning games comfortably. I mean, we've got talent oozing, oozing out of our ears of just receivers and yeah, all these. I mean, we've spent draft pick after draft pick on this defense and, and year after year, it's just terrible. You just, no idea what the heck is going on. It's it's a mess. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and and if you would have kept some of these players that you decided to walk, I oh, think exactly. I feel like we'd be in way better shape. But uh, exactly. for whatever reason, they thought it was fine with with uh, no with Carter alone with DeAndre Carter alone. He yeah. I mean, to flip the field on a punt return or a kick return that that right. gives you so much momentum. And I mean. Dax's longest return is probably about 10 to 15 yards. <laughs> it right. really is. And yeah. it's it like you had mentioned, it would seriously have not even made a dent in our wallet to keep Carter no. around and, no. and they just don't do it. Yeah, makes no sense. Like what? Uh yeah. Uh, mind boggling. Hey, I, I believe he had a kickoff return for touchdown for us last year. We haven't had one of those in years. That was the first time <laughs> we've ever seen that. Like, oh well, gosh. you know, you know darn well Dak and or uh, freaking <laughs> yeah, he ain't gonna Milne ain't gonna do it. Dax no, Milne ain't gonna do it. <laughs> no, I don't think he's got that in the tank, but yeah, so but freaking so weird. punter or kicker would run him down before he gets there. <laughs> it's there, but that's uh, right. Right. Um, so here, here's those things I was talking about. So, um, so here's the first situation. It's fourth and four from the Tennessee 44. The commanders decide to punt. So there, there they are all punted up, you know, yeah, you know, a little past middle of the field. Uh, here's like a couple minutes later, fourth and four <laughs> from the 40 and they decide to go for it. It's literally, okay. It's literally like four minutes four minutes down the road uh, why what changed you're literally at the same part of the field it makes no sense and, uh, and our good reporters you know uh you know good job to our reporters for actually asking something like this so they asked ron hey what what was the deal there and ron said uh what did he say uh he said the clock made the difference and on the second he believed it was time for washington to go get it uh, they're both in the third quarter i mean it's not crunch time i think like what are you talking about bro? and there was three minutes and 10 seconds of difference between these two minutes. Oh, really okay so three minutes did that much the difference for you yeah the three uh, minutes really told him that it was time to go get it. yeah that's so terrible. unbelievable. That, that is so no bad. No sense. Um, let me see if I can find the the four straight crappy plays that Andrew Norwell had. Um, uh, no, that's not it. But um, let's see. Here's here's another interesting thing. I, I someone let's see. Uh, Justice Mosqueda. At Jew Musk posted this on Twitter. Um, 
he some some statistic called any, but it basically calculates your offense and defense production and like combines them for you. Uh, you know, and so you got your usual teams that you would think would be at the top of the list. You've got Buffalo at the top. You've got Philly, Philadelphia Eagles at second. 49ers are third. You know, you've got the good teams up there. Uh, dead last, Washington Commanders. <laughs> 32nd <laughs> in this any statistic. Uh, second behind them is the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, uh, you know, Indianapolis Colts. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think the Commanders should be there after three years with the same coach, you know, bringing in his guys, you know, changing the program to how he wants it to be, uh, you know, just not a good sign. They, I mean, they have no positives whatsoever, you know, just absolute garbage on both ends. You know, at least some of these teams you can see, okay, you know, at least they're good in one area. Like look at the lions, you know, good on offense. Their defense is really bad, but you know, at least they've got something, you know, you know, they know where they need to improve. I mean, for us, uh, it's just garbage, both areas. So it's like, well, what do we even have to hang our hat on? It's so weird. It makes no sense. Um, I'm trying to look here. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, so penalty sack, penalty sack. Four plays, all from <laughs> our left guard, who Ron Rivera just absolutely loved, thought he would be a great upgrade for our team. Uh starting in the uh, late third quarter and went into the fourth. So, you know, time to start producing. And we just have this killer of a drive here from our left guard here. So there's our left guard here. And this is the penalty. Just held him, just tackled him to the ground. There's a flag goes flying in. Carson Wentz just gets destroyed. There he is. Holding. Um, here's the next one. So here he is again. This is the one where he just gets manhandled, tackled, just gets shoved down like a little boy. So essential. Look at Autry gets his hand. He's never boxed in his life. He just tips over. He just tips over like a ton of bricks. Okay, here he is again. Left guard. Here's the the penalty. False start. Like he's, oh, he's never played left guard in his life, jumping off sides. He's probably scared to death because he he just he's out of his he's out of you know he's swimming out there. He has no idea what's going on. You know he's struggling to to just keep up with these guys because he's freaking fifty years old and you know just can't do it anymore. So he has to, feels like he has to get off the line super fast to keep up with these guys. So he gets a penalty from it, and then here he is again the, the sack. Oh, he just gets blown by. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Is <laughs> in the pocket sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Just gets blown by like he wasn't even there. No resistance whatsoever. Unbelievable. Barely even touched. Yeah. Unbelievable. So yeah, he needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not Carson Wentz's fault. I think a lot of teams and, and other people might think um, you know look at us and, and think it's all Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson played well. He had over 300 yards last game. You know, he, he did, did everything yeah. he, he could. 
but the play calling is, has has just been crappy. Uh, there was another thing here that I, I saved, um, but I don't think Scott Turner is it. I don't think he knows what he's doing. Um, he's not putting Carson in a good position to, to succeed out there. And our offensive line is horrible. You know, he has no time to throw. So it's like, what is he supposed to do? Um, I, had, I thought I had it saved here somewhere. Oh, yeah, here it is. Let's see. So can't wait for someone post the video of it. But the Titans essentially played the same red zone coverage on each play at the two-yard line. When we were at the two, all we needed was a touchdown to win the game. And they ran the same defense every every play that we had. Uh, every time, number 51 rerouted the in-breaking ride receiver. Uh, and Carson watched him do it. Um, and that's that's the play that he got the pick from. He jammed Terry McLaurin, rerouted him, then busted back out towards the sideline, and that's where Carson threw it, and the linebacker was able to dive and intercept it. But that's just lack of uh, awareness from the play caller, in my opinion. I think the play caller should see, oh, they're running the same play over and over and over on defense. Here's a play to counteract that play that they're doing, you know? Uh, but again, they would have been in better position to, uh, you know, to make different play calls if Ron Rivera hadn't burned that timeout when he challenged that play or, uh, you know, when the, I believe it was Curtis Samuel uh, made the, the catch in the middle of the field uh, that we had to burn a timeout there because uh, the team wasn't ready with two play calls. Uh, if, if, you know, if someone were to catch it inbounds. Uh, let me let me go back to this other thing. I was going to show you real quick. Uh, sorry, bear with us, listeners. We're almost done here. Uh, and then here's, of course, um, uh, uh, Dax Milne struggling with kickoffs. Uh, the caption here from Pete Haley at Pete Haley NBCS on Twitter tweeted this out um, for a team that fell two yards short of a potential se- season-saving win, losing 20 yards of field position on the punt that gave said team the ball back sure hurts so this was the punt before our long drive to try and win the game and daxy boy just i mean love dax you know he's a he's a former cougar but yeah uh i i I just don't think he's a returner that's just not where he belongs gets punted i mean and and he just sits there and lets it watch and it just keeps rolling and rolling all the way back to the basically the 10 yard line he could have stopped that thing you know what? Like at the thirty? Yeah, I mean that's like twenty oh, yards. Yeah. He could have just run up there, fear count that, but instead he just sat there and let it bounce, and and there you go. But anyway, long story short, um, yeah, I, I, you know, you, I feel like you can tell. I feel like it's not that hard, especially after seeing some of these coaches and the success they're having. Why sit here and waste time with these coaches that are just? just not doing the job, not getting it done. I think it's pretty obvious, uh, you know, Ron Rivera, he's, he's not, he's, you know, he's just not getting the job done. So I think it's time to get someone in here who knows how to call plays, who knows how to win games, who knows how to, you know, lead these guys and and just put these guys in a better position to succeed, get a general manager, you know, who knows how to, you know, build a team and, you know, get them on the same page and, and, you know, and they'll be set. Um, you know, this isn't Ron Rivera's first year as head coach, you know, you know, he should know how the clock works, how to time manage, how to challenge, you know, how to, how to do this stuff. But 
you know, he continues to fall short in those areas. So I think those, those are just signs that, yeah, his time has come and uh, he's not the man for the job. All right. Well, now that that uh, long rant is over, uh, let's get back on track and uh, kind of jump into our uh, week weekly, I guess, wrap up, I guess you could say, re- re- weekly recap with um, our couch game of the week. Uh, the game that made us just sit in our couch all day long and never leave because we were that attached to it. Um, so I guess we can I've got the games we picked last week so you chose utah versus ucla for your couch game of the week and i picked tcu versus kansas uh how did you feel about uh your game of the week uh, was it uh, as advertised yeah i mean it was pretty tight uh ucla came out with the with the win 42 to 32 um i mean yeah it was it was a hard-fought battle i mean i think I thought uh, Utah would put up maybe more, a little bit more of a fight, but they they really did what you know what they needed to do, and it was a competitive game and high scoring too, which yeah. the fans always love. So I'm I'm pretty content with my with my uh, choice. Nice, no, yeah, that was a that was a good game. Uh, yeah, a little bit a little back and forth, but um, yeah, yeah, fun little Pac-12 matchup there. Um, mine was the TCU at Kansas game, and that game was very fun to watch. Yeah, uh, definitely disappoint. <laughs> yeah, definitely back and forth. Um, two very good teams. Uh, and so the, the the starting quarterback for Kansas ended up going down, getting injured. Uh, but the backup came in and he played well too. I mean, he was slinging it all over. So yeah, some big time plays in that game. So hope you guys were able to watch that one. TCU ended up winning 38-31. Um, was there a game, uh, that, uh, maybe made you sit in the couch more than, than the game you picked Utah, UCLA? Was there one that, uh, uh, you wish you would have picked, I guess, instead of, um, Utah, UCLA, NFL or college, I guess. So here's college one college. Yeah, some decent ones yeah, here. A bunch of, a whole bunch of stankers. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, this is kind of a, a week week. Here's the um. Sorry, here's the NFL scores. NFL, yeah. <clears throat> you use a map in your car. Why not use a map with your cart? Store mode in the Home Depot app makes doing easy, showing you where to find what you need. Stupid ads playing. Did you hear the ad? Gotta love Home Depot, baby. <laughs> so dumb. Good, good stuff. Uh, I mean, really, not not really. I think I'm I'm pretty content with my with my choice. I mean, the Monday night game was good. Yeah. Um, so was so was Sunday night. The Bengals Ravens. That one was pretty tough too. But uh, yeah. I think I'm pretty content with my my uh, Utah UCLA. I think it was, I mean, enough scoring to keep keep you interested. Um, nice. So yeah, and they they went back and forth. So I'm I'm content with my answer. I think. Nice. I like it. Um, 
I gotta go. I'll go with uh, the Sunday night Bengals Ravens one. Yeah. That one was that one was very fun to watch. That was a pretty good one. I mean, yeah, two rivals going at it. Um, a lot of defense. Uh, you know, not a ton of scoring, but um, if you love good field goal kicking too, I mean, two very good field goal <laughs> kickers there. <laughs> Obviously, Justin Tucker, the, the goat Jay Tuck. Yeah, the guy's a beast. So the goat kicker coming in clutch with the the game winning field goal, basically. So uh, it's always fun watching him kick and and just you know win it for him. Uh, so yeah, that was a very very good game as well. Um, let's look. Go ahead and look into this next week, week seven for college, and uh, week six for the NFL. I'll start here with the NFL, and you get to pick your couch game of the week for this upcoming week. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, yeah, some better ones here. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, mean. Oh, mean. Sorry, boy, you let me go first. I got to take the obvious one. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Bills, I'm taking it at um, Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas nice. City. Yeah. That's, I mean, come on. Like, you don't even have to know anything about football to know that one's going to be <laughs> a rematch yeah. of that wonderful playoff game last year. Um, I think the Bills are going to come out. Little, little angry, so uh, put me down for Chiefs Bills Sunday afternoon, baby. Nice. All right, all right. No, that's definitely gonna be a good one. So I had to take the obvious one. Yeah, yeah, very obvious for sure. Uh, definitely high scoring. I could see it. Uh, no surprise there. Um, I think I'm gonna go college here. Respect. Um, some. Some very good games, I think, in the college oh, world. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got USC going to Utah, two ranked teams, uh, Pac-12 teams going at it. It's gonna be a great game. Yeah, that might be Utah or USC's biggest challenge uh, their whole year. Uh, then you've also got Penn State, Michigan, two Big Ten rivals going at it. Definitely um, the best team Michigan's played all year. So yeah, yeah. So that'd be a big challenge. Uh, let's see. I'm sure Kansas, Oklahoma will be good. I know Oklahoma's lost a few games, but um, you know, they're still. I think they've still got some talent on that team, and, and Kansas has shown out uh, so far this year. Uh, so if they can continue their kind of uh, their good play, oh yeah, that one too. That oh, one's gonna be good. Yeah, that one's gonna be real good, baby. Give me, give me that one. I'm going Alabama, number three ranked Alabama. Going to Tennessee, number sixth ranked Tennessee. That Battle is gonna of, be boom, man. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be so fun. Uh, big time SEC matchup there. So, you're gonna want to tune into that one. Um, I really like Tennessee in this game, they've, they've been playing really well. Their quarterback has really been impressive so far. Um, I mean, I don't know if Bryce Young is playing in this game. It sounds like he probably will. It yeah, sounds like he'll be ready. I think he will. Um, 
shoot. Give me Tennessee at home. I'm I'm still taking the the Bulls. Let's go. I like that option. Right. Uh, that very fun games. I'm I'm excited for that one. We also got um, another Big Twelve matchup here. Uh, eighth ranked Oklahoma State going to thirteenth ranked TCU. Uh, both undefeated, so the team's going to have to get defeated there. Another ACC matchup with uh, 15th-ranked NC State going to 18th-ranked Syracuse, who's undefeated. See if the, great game. Yeah, the Orange can uh, continue their hot streak. So, yeah, some very good games here in college. So a lot better than I think uh, last week's matchups were. Uh, even the Clemson-Florida State. I mean, Florida State's been playing pretty tough this year. I think that'll be a, a tough game. Another SEC matchup with Mississippi State and Kentucky. Two ranked oh, teams yeah. going at it there. So yeah, yeah, very good games this week. Uh, who who you got winning uh, your game? Oh man, I think this one's tough. I think I think the Bills come out on top in this one. I think Bills get a get a road win. Um, I think they're going to be. I think they come out with a little chip on their shoulder after that, uh, after this re- rematch of that playoff game. Dang. Um, so I give me the Bills walk, walking into Arrowhead and uh, taking a dub. Wow. All right. I like it. Um, yeah. That'll be a fun game for sure as well. So, yeah, stay tuned for that one. Um, let's go ahead and just uh, jump on over to our uh, ace of the week, the top performing. Uh, NFL player uh, from week five. And here are the candidates. We've got Travis. Do it. <laughs> the old man. Yeah, the old man's interrupting. Um, anyway, I was saying we had uh, Travis Kelsey, who uh, went off on Monday night. Seven. He only had seven catches for 25 yards. But had four touchdowns. You use a map in your car. Uh, oh, you with your cart. <laughs> they keep keeps interrupting. It's so stupid. Um, but yeah, he showed up when uh, no other receivers showed up for Travis Kelsey. So that was um, big time performance there for Travis Kelsey to get the win against the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders were winning uh, at the beginning of the game. I mean, they were looking really good, and then. Travis Kelsey kind of just took over there. So uh, then we've got uh, Ramondre Stevenson running back for the uh, New England Patriots. We ain't going to hear that name very often. Let's be no, honest. I don't, I don't think so. But um, the Lions run D is very bad. <laughs> so uh, start your fantasy running backs if you're playing the Lions defense. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, Rashad Penny last week went off, uh, had two touchdowns. Um this week, Ramondre Stevenson didn't have any touchdowns, but he had 25 carries for 161 yards, averaging six yards a carry. Uh, but yeah, so he 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 really carried the load there, uh, and the Patriots maybe surprised some people with the win against the Detroit. Um, kind of had to carry the load there when uh, I believe Damian Harris went down uh, with injury, so he kind of stepped up for for the Patriots. And then we've got uh, the one and only unicorn in the football world, Taysom Hill, uh, nine carries for 112 yards, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. They ran for three. He Then he threw for one. Um, <laughs> so four touchdowns total. 
uh, averaged 12.4 yards a carry. He only had one pass, and that pass went for 22 yards and a touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) He's a bad dude. Yeah, yeah, he showed up. Um, And he also had a fumble recovery on special teams on on punt coverage. So, (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, he was all over the place. I didn't um, know that. (laughs) Yeah, he was even on special teams. That weighs on my decision a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. But, um, so, yeah, he showed up. Uh, against a tough matchup against the Seahawks. That was a kind of back and forth game. And, uh, you know, he showed up for him and then helped him get the win. Uh, so who, who, who do you think should win ace of the week? Well, I have to change my answer now because I didn't realize Taysom had a thing for <laughs> freaking fumble recovery on special teams too. Yeah, right? I'm, go- I'm going Taysom. I'm, All right. I think I'm switching. I was going to do, do Travis, but I'm switching over to Taysom. I like that's it. that's a rap sheet. I mean, man, yeah. running, throwing, you know, recovering. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he did it all, and and I think yeah, without his his performance, I think they they lose that game. So I like it. Give me no. give me good old good old Taysom Hill. Ah, uh, so Taysom Hill. I, I like it. I, I, I'm with you there. Uh, I know Alvin Kamara has kind of been struggling too, and so you know it helps. When you got Taysom in there, who can kind of run some wildcat at times, and yeah, and yeah, it all man, just run all over him. So yeah, very impressive performance. So hey, congrats to Taysom for being uh, this week's couch coach's um, ace of the week. Ace of the week, and um, we will uh, keep a lookout for next week's NFL top performers and uh, see who wins it uh, for us next week. Alrighty, uh, now we will wrap up with our usual uh, weekly picks, and uh, we will start by looking back at week five and how we did picking the games. Uh, so let's uh, jump into it. So um, me and you both picked Denver to win <laughs> against the Colts on Monday, on Thursday night, last Thursday, and we were both wrong there. Um. Not good. Um, then we've got um, the New York Giants versus Green Bay. We both had uh, Green Bay. We didn't uh, do very good this week. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. And the Giants uh, kind of shocked everybody. Ended up winning that game. And then we've got the Buffalo Bills. Versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we both picked Buffalo. So, hey, there we go. Got, Got the one. right one there. And then we had the L.A. Chargers beating the Cleveland Cavaliers this week. Um, Cavaliers. Two in a row. Oh, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> uh, too many sports teams. <laughs> um, and then we both had Minnesota uh, beating... The Chicago Bears. Uh, Chicago made it a little close there towards the end, but Minnesota ends up getting the win. Uh, we both had uh, Detroit beating New England. And um, they didn't is... even score a point. No, they got <laughs> shut out. <laughs> very disappointing after, you know, their offense was, you know, very highly rated. So kind of weird there, but uh, Bill Belichick strikes again. Uh, we both had Seattle beating New Orleans, but. Um, 
New Orleans ends up getting the win with good old Andy Dalton at the helm. Taysom heard about the heard us uh, doubt him on the pod. And- yeah, I think so. He stepped up. He's like, this is not <laughs> happening. Uh, we both had Miami uh, beating New York, and um, that didn't happen. Uh, Miami ended up winning that game. Uh, I think it would have been different if Teddy, uh, you know, wouldn't True. have gotten concussed. But, uh, you know, that's part of the game. So that that's what happened. Uh, then we both had Tampa beating Atlanta, which is uh, what ended up happening. So we've got uh, one right there. And uh, sadly, we both had our uh, commanders beating the Tennessee Titans. And that is not what happened. Uh, so uh, we were wrong there. We both had Jacksonville beating the Texans. And uh, we were wrong there as well. <laughs> Texans getting their first win of the season. So very impressive. Um, We had uh, San Francisco beating Carolina, which they did, leading to the firing of Matt Rule. And we both had the Rams beating the Cowboys in Cooper Rush. And uh, that is not what happened. Uh, Rams continue to kind of struggle here. Uh, we both had Philadelphia beating the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we were correct there. And we both had uh, Baltimore beating uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, we were right there. And we both had Kansas City uh, beating Las Vegas. We were right there as well. Uh, so tiebreaker because we both had the same amount of picks correct and so the tiebreaker was uh total points scored on the monday night football game so last night i had 75 and you had 40 and total was 59 uh so let's see you were 19 off and how close was i i can't do that math that quick <laughs> uh let's see 75 minus 59 oh i was 16 off so i barely win oh what the heck is that crap let's go all right all right so i was uh you know barely the closest with the points um so i get the win for week five let's go lame Let's see. Let's see. So um, let's see uh, how we're doing, I guess, with our, our our weekly picks. I think you won week. Uh, week. Oh, I guess I got a total of the points. So, yeah, you won week one. Uh, week two. I won week two. Week three. Oh, we never did week three. That's all right. We'll skip week three. And then I won week four. Five, so two to one right now, but you, you, you're gonna have to step it up. Oh man, I barely <laughs> lost this one though. Come on now, yeah, yeah, you're getting close, you're getting close. <laughs> we'll see if uh, week six is any better for you. <laughs> yeah, um, let's go ahead and pull up, um, oh, yeah, make our predictions here for uh, week six, uh, Thursday night game, uh, Washington Commanders at the Chicago Bears. Who you got winning this game? Uh, I think uh, I know we went off on on Washington and them being terrible, 
but give me Washington. I think Chicago is just that bad. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with you here. <laughs> I know, yeah, we're talking smack, but um, yeah, I think uh, Chicago is even worse, which says a lot. So uh, then we've got San Francisco 49ers at the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I'm rolling with San Francisco. These guys are are cruising right now. Defense is playing very well right now. Um, yep, give me San Francisco. Yep, me too. Give me San Francisco as well. All righty, who you got in New England Patriots at the Cleveland Browns? Oh man, give me, give me Cleveland at home. All right, I think Cleveland takes this one. Hey, I'm with you. I'm going Cleveland here. Uh, they've been playing pretty well, so yeah, I think I think they take the win here against uh, old Billy B uh, at Cleveland. And then we've got the New York Jets at the Green Bay Packers. Uh, New York feeling high after their win with uh, against the Dolphins. I believe they like snapped a streak against. A losing streak against divisional opponents. So that was very exciting. Um, but I'm still going Green Bay here. I think they're going to be fired <laughs> up <laughs> after their loss against uh, the Giants. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Green Bay at home. All right. Who you got winning? Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Uh, a rematch. Uh, These guys played, uh, what, two weeks ago? Uh, did they? They're already playing again. Yeah, crazy. They're going to get that uh, divisional. Uh, yeah. Match up out of the way already. Give me uh give me Jacksonville going into Indian and taking a win. I think wow. I think they're gonna come out a little angry after that loss. Um and so give me give me Jacksonville. Nice. Um actually I'm gonna switch it. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Colts. Give me the Colts at home. I mean, they already lost to the 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 Jaguars once this year. I think they they've made their adjustments. They'll be ready. They'll be ready for the second matchup here. All right. Um. Then we've got the Minnesota Vikings at the Miami Dolphins. I think this will be a, a, an entertaining game. Uh, not sure if Tua is back, but if he is, that'll help. But I'm still going. Uh, I'm going Vikings here, Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Nice. Taking the Vikings. Uh, who you got in Cincinnati Bengals at the New Orleans Saints? Uh, give me Cincinnati going into New Orleans and, and getting a win there. Well, all right. I'm going, I'm going New Orleans here. Uh, Jameis might be back. Uh, yeah, they've been playing pretty well. So yeah, give me, give me New Orleans here at home. Then we've got the Baltimore Ravens at the New York Giants. Um, ooh, this this might be a good game too. You know, both teams playing well, but I think Baltimore. Uh, I think Baltimore takes this one. Yep, I agree. Baltimore uh, goes into New York. I think this will be the Giants' toughest test so far. So, yep. Uh, who do you like in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Pittsburgh Steelers? Ooh, I think I think Kenny Pickett's still a little little fresh. So uh, yeah. give me Tampa Bay going into Pittsburgh and getting a win. Nice. Yep, I'm with you there. Kenny's still uh, still learning. Still still got a lot to, lot more learning to do. 
Then we've got the Carolina Panthers at the Los Angeles Rams. First game under interim head coach, but I'm going Rams here. Uh, yeah, this will be a, a nice uh, get right game here for the Rams. Yep. Yeah, it's not even a question. I think uh, Rams Rams take this one at home. Then we've got the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, who are you liking this one? Ooh, this one might be might be a pretty good game. Yeah. Uh, give me Seattle at home. I think the fact that they're in Seattle um, and Arizona's clearly, I don't, I'm not real sure what's going on in Arizona, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, give me Seattle at home. Nice. I, I yeah, I think I'm with you. I'm going Seattle. Uh, Gino is is uh, flying high, so yeah, he's playing off the charts. The Gino magic continues. Then we've got the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, yeah, Game of give the week me, for sure. Give me Buffalo. Yeah, I think so. I'm going. I'm going Buffalo here. Uh, yeah, they're they're, voiced- they're a whole other beast right now. Yeah, yeah, I voiced my opinion too. I, I yeah. said Buffalo for sure is going in there. I think. Uh, who you like in the uh, Sunday night game? Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Cooper Rush gets his first loss um, going into Philly. I think Philly is, like you had mentioned, I think Philly continues their terror and and still remains the unbeaten team in the NFL. The only yep. un- unbeaten team. I'm with you. Yep, yep. Especially since it's at home, you know, that place will be rocking for that um, divisional matchup. So, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I like it. Um, then we've got the Denver Broncos at the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, give me the Chargers. Um, yeah, Denver continues, continues to struggle. Yeah, I agree. Denver's. I'm not real sure what's going on, but <laughs> I think uh, I think uh, LA stays at home and and takes a win. Yeah, much needed win there. Um, and then I guess we should mention the buys teams. So Lions, Texans, Raiders, and Titans are all on a buy this week, so we will not see them in action. Let's see. Do we need a tiebreaker? Uh, I guess I guess we'll put one there. Uh, you know, just in case. Yeah. Um. So total points scored between the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Chargers. Just because, just because I know Denver can't move the ball like at all, I'm going to go with a low number. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's probably pretty smart. <laughs> give me, I think forty again. Give me forty. Forty. All right. That that didn't do I, you too good. That's last right. time. Yeah, but I think I think forty's then. I think forty will get me there. All right. All right. Um... Man, yeah, that forty is a pretty good number. I'm going, I'm going thirty-five. Uh, I was gonna say thirty-five. Oh, nice. I'm gonna say thirty-five. So that's yeah. a good number. Yeah, we're on the same length here, same same wavelength. Alrighty, well that that wraps up uh, week six picks, um, and uh, that's about the the conclusion here of the pod. Oh, I guess we we never got to talk about our other segment I was telling you about, but. That's okay. We uh, we talk some good stuff. Um, lots of craziness going around the league, as always. Um, and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about our other segment that we didn't get to today uh, next time or one, one of these other future pods. But um, 
Hope you guys enjoyed. Once again, we appreciate the support and the listen and the subscriptions and the likes and the comments and the ratings. Uh, once again, be on the lookout for our uh, Instagram page uh, where we will continue the content and hopefully kind of give you guys some some fun entertainment throughout the week uh, as we only record the pod once once a week. Um, any Any last words from you, boy? Nope, nope. We got some uh, some good games, college and NFL this this coming up week. So uh, tune into them. And yep. Give them a, give them a watch. They're gonna be good. So. Yep. Yep. Listen in while you can. Uh, watch them while you can. Um. Cause yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, enjoy it. Cause. It, 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 once again, it's it's gone in the blink of an eye. So. Yeah, it's going fast. <laughs> yep. Dang it. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that wraps up uh, this edition of Coaching from the Couch. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Peace.